Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We now cross live to Seth Fransman, acting news editor and senior Middle East correspondent and analyst at the Jerusalem Post. Seth, thank you so much for joining us. Sure, thank you for having me. Is it in Iran's interest in terms of how they manage the war or escalate the war? I think Iran wants to be able to always threaten Israel and it prefers to do it closer to Israel than allow the Israelis obviously to threaten you know, Iran or do missions further from home. So the more that they can operationalize terrorists very close to Israel, the better they benefit because Iran doesn't have to do anything to sacrifice its own people. It can just use these other groups as proxy forces. So I think it's preferable to use them in kind of a, I don't know if I'd say low intensity, but not like a high intensity conflict because it can keep those pawns on the board. If it actually advances them too far, then those pawns would be eliminated and those proxies would be destroyed. So he has to balance that. And I call that managing the conflict. Right. Are we looking at Iran wanting to extend the conflict or take an active role in post-war Gaza? Well, Iran wants to extend the conflict, obviously, forever until Israel is destroyed. And that's, that's its preference, obviously. That's what it says it wants to do. In terms of Gaza, Gaza is a very important piece of real estate for Iran. So it has to keep Hamas in Gaza. It can't lose that foothold. And I think... It's a thing of Gaza like a, yeah, like a foothold or a bridgehead. It has to stay there. So I think that Iran will do anything possible to keep Israel from conquering all of Gaza. And that could mean more attacks by Hezbollah or pressure from the international community for ceasefires or other things. Right. If we go to a listener question, what is Iran up to? Is it a prelude to something bigger or for something to happen? What is a realistic view and a look from an all-inclusive uh, all peace deal? What would Iran want within a peace deal? Well, I don't think Iran does want a peace deal. I mean, the evidence shows that Iran basically spreads chaos and instability and war everywhere it goes. So, you know, I think Iran basically prefers to empty out countries, bankrupt them like it has in Iraq or Syria or Lebanon or, or Yemen, and then it basically uses those countries as pawns or as test beds for terrorism. Um, and that's basically the Iranian, Iranian regime model. Right. What What is Iran's view in terms of trying to destabilize Israel or bankrupt Israel? I mean, is that a realistic view for them, or are they just willing to throw as much at Israel as they can to cause as much chaos and limit growth? I mean, Iran must know that Israel is a very powerful country and very economically successful. So probably from Iran's point of view... Iran has less to lose than Israel, which means that the more that Iran can cause Israel economic headaches, the more it appears to win, because Iran's economy is a shambles. So, you know, I think that's the whole point of the nature of the Iranian use of these proxies, because, you know, just one missile fired at a few ships in the Red Sea can cause billions of dollars or trillions of dollars in trade to be diverted. And that's a win for Iran. And that's what we're seeing currently. And Iran's not really worried about the world view towards them or causing chaos in the region. What, what is Iran's feeling towards the other Arab states in terms of falling in line with what they wish or is Iran just focused on their own agenda? Well, Iran wants to sabotage Israel relationships with the Gulf, obviously. It wants to hurt the possibility of normalization with Saudi Arabia and it wants to 
uh, increase its influence throughout the region. And that means that it, it will try to portray itself as fighting over Jerusalem or whatever, while portraying the Arab states as not being as patriotic. So in that sense, that's what it's doing right now. So it's using the conflicts to, to flex its own muscle, really, in the region towards the other Arab states. Yeah, Iran has had a long-term goal of trying to escape from the kind of, let's say, Shiite balkanization that it's in, because Iran basically uses Shiite minorities in the region to staff its proxies. So for Iran, if it can get outside of the Shiite box and move into the rest of the Arab world, and especially influence Sunnis and others, then that's a huge success. And Hamas, obviously, is, is, a, is a you know Palestinian movement. Most Palestinians are Sunni. So... For Hamas, for Iran, that's a, that's a big uh, influence peddling operation there. And it, it uses that, obviously, to kind of whitewash its own record. I mean, many Arab states didn't like what the Iranians did in Syria during the civil wars. So it's trying to burnish its reputation there. Right. What is their long-term view for the region? I think Iran's goal in the region, you know, is to push the United States out. And it views Israel as kind of a proxy in the U.S., so... If it can reduce U.S. influence in many places, then it can reduce Israel's influence, it thinks. And then what Iran will do is it will turn around and try to get the Russians and the Chinese to move into the Middle East. It will do that by trying to bring in economic groupings that they're parts of, like BRICS, for instance, which includes, you know, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, uh, or the SCO, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, which includes a whole culture of countries that are linked to China. And that's how Iran will eventually try to supplant the United States in the region. And it sees that as the long-term, you know, 50-year goal. And that's its goal, right. Seth Fronson, thank you so much for joining us. Acting news editor and senior Middle East correspondent and analyst at the Jerusalem Post.